Dear God, we give you praise and thanks for the birth of your Son today, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Help us to focus on the message this morning and remember the real reason for celebrating Christmas. In Jesus' name, Amen. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him, and Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This is the word of the Lord. Well, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Well, just in case you're wondering, Santa Claus has been very busy, as you can imagine, to deliver presents to millions of kids around the world on Christmas Eve is no easy feat. As usual, he flew around the world from east to west, dashing through the snow in his one-horse open sleigh. Over the fields he goes, laughing all the way. Ho, ho, ho. According to Ireland's national newspaper, uh, Independent, Santa can be sighted in New Zealand at midday and Japan at approximately 1 p.m. He can then be seen in Brisbane 20 minutes later. Europe at 6.30. He then passes Ireland, heads across the Atlantic to the U.S. before returning to the North Pole. In case you're wondering, Santa travelled 510 kilometres, a million kilometres, in 32 hours. Um, he was carrying uh, 10... Uh, a million metric tons of presents in his sleigh, and he was traveling at a speed of 10,703 kilometers um, per hour. So I was wondering whether Santa paid you a visit last night. Uh, have you been naughty or nice? Uh, did he come down your chimney, enjoy your cookies? <clears throat> did your Christmas wish come true? Well, according to the 2013 Pew Research Survey in America, 69% of Americans with at least one child under 18 said that Santa Claus visits them. 69%. Uh, what was interesting, though, was that a third of Americans without children, a third of Americans without children still believe that Santa pays them a visit every Christmas Eve. Uh, Santa Claus seems to be all the craze at Christmas time, doesn't he? He gets the limelight and all the attention. He gets the love, and it's, most of all, he gets all the cookies and cream. And given his popularity, I just thought it would make good sense for us to get to know him a little this Christmas. And there are two questions I thought would be worth exploring. Where, where do we get this idea of Santa Claus from, and why is he so popular? Uh, so first, where, where do we get the idea of Santa Claus from? Well, it starts with a person named Nicholas. Nicholas was born in the 3rd century in the village of Patara, which is in modern-day Turkey. He had wealthy parents, uh, but they both died when he was quite young. And so he inherited a fortune, but he uh, took Jesus' words very seriously, the words that Jesus said to sell what you own and give the money to the poor. So when he inherited his parents' fortune, he dedicated his life to serving God. He became bishop of Myra and used his wealth and status to assist the needy to care for the poor and the sick and the suffering. So, for example, there's a story about a, a young man, <clears throat> a poor man. He had three daughters. Now, in those days, um, 
when you wanted your daughters to uh, uh, marry, um, the prospective husband would demand a dowry. And so you'd have to give the prospective husband a dowry so that he would marry your daughter. But being poor, he didn't have enough for a dowry for one daughter, let alone three. And so the risk for him and his daughters was that they would be sold into slavery. So obviously this man was in trouble. He had no money. He was scared. But out of nowhere, three bags of gold, <coughs> excuse me, three bags of gold are tossed through an open window and it lands in stockings or shoes left by a fireplace. Now, no one doubts that those three bags of gold came from Nicholas. Nicholas's generosity spread far and wide. He essentially gave his entire wealth away during his lifetime. When he died on the 6th of December in 343 AD, he was eventually declared a saint. And at the anniversary of his death every year, people began the tradition of gift-giving. But it wasn't until the late 18th century in New York where the modern-day Santa Claus becomes a familiar icon. <clears throat> you see, in the Netherlands, Sint Nicholas contracted to Sinterklaas. And when the Americans transliterated it, Sinterklaas became Santa Claus. Santa Claus and St. Nicholas are the one and the same person. However, St. Nicholas was a symbol and inspiration for charity. But with the industrialization of the world in the 19th century, Santa Claus quickly became associated with commercialism. So why is Santa Claus so popular? Why do so many people choose to believe in him? Well, my guess is it's for various reasons. Businesses want any excuse to encourage spending. Most people love the idea of gift-giving. But I wonder whether there's something more. I wonder whether Santa Claus is who he is today because oh, that, that's what we like to like God to be like. We want God to be like Santa Claus. God's someone who's cozy and nice, cuddly and round, someone who answers our prayers and gives us what we want. For most of the year, he minds his own business. He stays out of our hair. He does his own thing. He doesn't bother us. But once a year, we give him a little attention. We give him some cookies and milk, not on his terms, but on our terms. And when we do, we expect him to deliver, to give us gifts, gifts that we deserve, of course, gifts that we've earned for good behavior. As the song goes, he's making a list and checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been good or bad, so be good for goodness sake. It sounds like Santa Claus is God, doesn't he? I mean, if the definition of God is someone who is omniscient, omnipresent and omnipotent, Santa Claus fits the bill exactly. He's omniscient because he knows everything, like whether you're asleep or awake. I mean, if anyone else knew that, it'd be freaky. Not if it's with Santa, though, of course. He's omnipotent since he can lug around one million metric tons of presents on his sleigh with ease. And he's omnipresent given the fact that he can visit every household and travel 510 million kilometers on one day. And of course, Santa Claus is a judge of morality. He judges whether we've been good or bad. He is our judge. And this is probably where the rubber hits the road for us, because in our eyes, we're more good than bad. 
And so Santa will give us what we want because we get the presents we deserve. You see, we've made Santa Claus God who does what we want. A God who's not demanding, but a God who accepts us as we are and give us what we want. I saw this letter to Santa the other day which sums up our view of Santa, the God we wish for, perfectly. Dear Santa, I flush my brother's head in the toilet, but can I have a puppy? This is a far cry from the real Santa, isn't it? Because St. Nicholas didn't want to be turned into a God to be worshipped as a figment of our imagination because he was the worshipper of the one and true God. According to legend, when Nicholas was a little boy, he would get up every morning and the first thing he'd do is go to church to pray. <clears throat> one morning, and the aging priest of the church turned to Nicholas and asked, Who are you, my son? Nicholas, without hesitation, said, Nicholas, the sinner. You see, we like to think that God is like Santa Claus, that we can ignore God for most of the year, and when we pay him a little attention at Christmas time, we get what we expect, we get what we deserve, we get the presents for our good behavior. But St. Nicholas knew better. He knew he was a sinner who deserved nothing from God but condemnation and judgment. And so before he gave to the poor out of his obedience to Jesus, he first received forgiveness for his disobedience from Jesus. He didn't demand from God what he thought he deserved. He humbly accepted from God what he knew he didn't deserve. You see, friends, Christmas is not about a cuddly Santa who bears gifts we deserve. Christmas is about Jesus who came to save the undeserved. If St. Nicholas knew his legend had turned Christmas on its head, he would be turning in his grave. For Santa Claus has become a God who gives us what we want, but St. Nicholas always preached Jesus who gives us what we need. And we see this in the story in Mark chapter 2. In this story, Jesus is teaching the crowds and he sees Levi, a tax collector. Now tax collectors in those days were the worst of sinners. Just imagine a Jew working for the Nazis during World War II. It, it was almost as bad as that. They were seen as traitors, traitors by the Jews because they sold themselves out to their enemies, the Romans. They extorted from their fellow Jews to fatten their own coffers. They were sinners of the first degree, as it were. But amazingly, Jesus calls Levi to follow him, and Levi does. Jesus goes to Levi's house with many other tax collectors and sinners and dines with them. But the scribes, the Pharisees, the ones who think they're good enough for God, they ask each other, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus hears this, he says, it's not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. You see, Jesus came to save sinners. He's not like Santa. He doesn't go to those who deserve a gift, but those who need a gift. He doesn't go to the healthy, but the sick. He doesn't go to those who think they're good, but those who know they're bad. He doesn't go to the righteous, but sinners. Sinners like Levi and St. Nicholas. Sinners like you and me. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Because Christmas is about Jesus who came to save sinners. 
He came not to give us what we want, but gave us what we need. He came to give us what money can't buy. He came to die on the cross for you and me, to give us the greatest gift of all. Not a relationship with a stuffed toy, but a relationship with the living God. Not a personal encounter with a video game, but a personal encounter with God the Father. Not a life-transforming experience with an iPad, but a life-transforming experience with the Almighty. Not a toy that comes without a battery, is broken by Boxing Day and discarded by New Year's Day, but rather eternal life with God the Maker. Friends, St. Nicholas points us to Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins. So let's celebrate Christmas forgiven. And let's rejoice this Christmas in Jesus, who gives us the greatest gift of all. Amen.